In the fast-paced world of attacking, speed is everything. And that's where the Furon 7 Plus shines. Engineered for accuracy and precision at a rapid pace, it's your secret weapon on the pitch. Experience overall comfort and precise striking, even in the game's fastest moments. The nylon outsole, with its V-shaped stud configuration, is designed for firm ground, giving you the grip you need to outmaneuver your opponents. Step up your attacking game and learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour 3, Phenomenal Football Friday. Nick Ken and you here on the BetQL Network. One more hour to go as we're simulcast by the studs at Stadium. And then we've got the Power Hour final hour of the show starting 60 minutes from right now. But over the course of right now... Over the, over the course of the next 60 minutes on the show, though, Brad Evans will join us, our stadium teammate from the Live on the Line Sports Betting Television show. Brad stops by in 20 minutes. We'll get uh, Brad's favorite prop bets for Week 7 in the National Football League. And then uh, you can hear it out in the distance somewhere. Glass breaks. And when you hear the glass, it's your bookie's ass. The glass man, P.J. Glasser, stops by in 40 minutes. Our BetQL Network teammate, P.J., going to lead us through some of his favorite wagers this weekend in both college football and the National Football League. But for now, the locomotive is about to enter the station. Uh, Ken, how are we feeling about the college football card this week? Uh, Locktober has been uh, very, very good to us thus far. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. Nine and three a couple weeks ago, seven and four last week, uh, and winners each night going into Saturday and then a winning Saturday. That was really fun. Uh, we find ourselves seven over now for the season, which is pretty awesome. And uh, in a good spot, we are up for the year, uh, which is great. And uh, it's always obviously the goal when when we start doing these picks on, on Fridays for college football is at the end, can we have more money? And it looks like that's going to happen right now. And I was a little worried that there are First look at the board Monday morning. I just kind of write down like initial thoughts. Sometimes these can be helpful to go back to just like a an intuition about, oh, you know, like this is responding to the game from last week and this market's really interesting. And I was like a little concerned there wouldn't be a lot. And things have kind of emerged over the course of the week, line movement in games, there's quarterback injuries, obviously, in some situations uh, looking like, yeah, like we, I think we're going to get to 10 with uh, a move that just uh, just happened on the board for the 10th bet. So I'm going to always like to give double digits out. It's always fun. And uh, I'll give a thought on Penn State, Ohio State to start. No bet for me in the game, but I'll, I'll make sure to cover that too. All right, so everybody, get your tickets. Stand behind the yellow line because the locomotive is entering the station. It is now time for all of Santa's bets, for Ken Barkley's bets, for week eight in the great sport of college football. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. He's still on his feet. Oh my goodness. It's gone. Unbelievable. The roar of the crowd.
crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. entered the station and we stand on the precipice double digit bets in the great sport of college football coming up from our guy Ken Barkley but first we dance I'll start with uh, with the the best game with Penn State and Ohio State. Market's been really interesting. Everybody thinks Penn State's live. They're they're probably right. Um, this would be the the toughest thing, uh, toughest team Ohio State's certainly faced all year. Penn State feels like they've been in the middle of nowhere in college football. The UMass last week, um, a bunch of games that haven't really mattered a whole lot. Kind of the same as Ohio State and Michigan. And now we're finally going to figure out who's better between these three teams. My number for this game is in this range, though. This kind of like a little more than a field goal, a little lower total than maybe you'd think. But you look at Penn State's defense so far, it's been so good. And their offense has been brutal at generating explosive plays. It does feel like a grindy kind of a game. So uh, I don't think I will have a bet on the game. We're like four, four and a half. The total's in the 40s. I would say like Ohio State has the potential to have a really negative injury report tomorrow. And if this were to ever get to three for Ohio State, I don't think that will ever happen. But that would be like my buy point with uh, with just from a rating standpoint and how I think about the game. I do think they are more likely to win. If I can get that number, I would get it uh, as long as it's only minus 110. So I don't think that's going to happen. But crazy things happen on Saturday morning sometimes. Maybe there's an injury report, whatever. Uh, I would like Ohio State at three. Other than that, like kick back and and see who's best. I have some Ohio State title futures. I'd like them to win. Uh, And I'd like both teams to lose to Michigan, please. Like, even if Michigan has to cheat to make that happen. Speaking of Michigan, uh, first pick, I'm with Colin on this. And boy, there's a couple bets here that no one's going to want. And this has gone really well the last couple weeks when I've said that. So I'm going to say it again. Uh, Michigan State plus 24. Like, rating-wise, make a number on the game. Cool, like, I get a big number, too. But I get, like, 17 and a half or 20, and I don't get 24. Michigan State gave a really, really good accounting of themselves last week, which makes me feel better going into this game. I thought they were going to get worked by Rutgers, ended up having a big comeback in the game, looked a little bit better than what I would have thought, and closed a dog in that game, too. I like that you're getting them, like, up into this game and not is the season over. And this is what Colin talked about as well. Uh, Watched the Rutgers game last week. I, I... I'm okay with this big number in this game. I don't really care about the sign stealing or anything. Uh, I care about 24. There's one 24 and a half on the board. If you got it, great. Uh, if you want to wait, sure. Uh, but that's a that's a bet for me at Michigan State. Uh, I'm going to take Duke against Florida State, which like nobody wants to do. And I, I still like can't really shake the idea that we're just getting Duke wrong with the quarterback switch. And I know Riley Leonard's not playing. The backup's been pretty good. They absolutely steamrolled and like completely dominated NC State last week. They are an insanely well-coached team that has outperformed expectations for a year and a half. And now they're going to be 14 and a half in like their game of the year against a team that like is insanely talented, 
but definitely lets teams hang around sometimes, is definitely extremely undisciplined, definitely turns it over in big games a lot. That's what Jordan Travis's thing is. And uh, I could see that kind of rearing its head in this game. I like Duke a lot. I would not be surprised if this is like a three-point game in the fourth quarter at all, uh, which is probably su surprising to some, wouldn't be to me. Uh, favorite upset this week? This worked well with Arizona. Uh, nobody wants this. Let's bet against Rutgers. Uh, they're on the road against Indiana. They are laying almost a touchdown in the game. And there's like certain teams and certain numbers where just you look and you go, no, 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 no. Like, I don't care what the teams have done this year. Like, I don't care. No, 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 no. And it's Rutgers on the road at this number against, like, any team that's currently in the Big Ten. Uh, six is uh, now on the board. If you want to try to wait, I don't think it's going to get to a touchdown. Is it a touchdown? And uh, But, you know, Indiana plus the points, six or better. And uh, I think they, they have a really good chance to win that game outright. Uh, I'm laying USC just like Sam is. Seven's the last number I'd lay. It was six, six and a half earlier in the week. Um yeah, just like Utah is really, 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 really bad at offense. And I totally agree with Sam that if they get behind in the game, it's like 48-10, like really fast. Utah used to not get blown out, and then they got blown out by Oregon State, and I don't know what the hell's going to happen. So USC laying a touchdown. Um, another bet that people probably won't want because this team has uh, – they've actually covered every number so far this year. Oklahoma, I believe, is undefeated against the spread. Definitely, uh, obviously, beat Texas a couple weeks ago in Red River. UCF – kind of like sneakily good in a couple situations already. And I know like Oklahoma's covered every number and I was against him with Iowa State and that one was dead wrong. Just like in a couple games, you just go like, why is this so close? Like, what are you guys doing? And I kind of think we have another one of those games with Oklahoma. And I, I just think the number's a little bit too big. 17 with UCF. Uh, some favorites, SEC. I've been against Mississippi State basically every week the entire season. That's not going to start or stop now. Arkansas kept it close against Alabama late in that game. Less than a touchdown at home against Mississippi State. Yes, please. Maybe one of my favorite bets of the maybe the year. Arkansas laying almost a touchdown, uh, a little less than a touchdown in that game. We know we're laying Alabama because we talked about it earlier in the week. Uh, we know we're taking Auburn, and we have they think they have a chance to win outright against Ole Miss because we talked about that earlier in the week. And you can listen to that segment. Uh, another, I have like almost every SEC game this week. Uh, Again, kind of like Rutgers, certain teams, conference games, certain number, you just go like, I get it. Like, I see what the teams have done so far this year, but no, and I'd really like to bet the opposite side, Missouri more than a touchdown in a conference game against like not Vanderbilt, can't get there, just like doesn't seem right to me. Uh, South Carolina plus seven and a half for sure, would bet seven, but I think seven and a halfs are kind of all over the board right now. So if you can get one, please do. Seven, a really important number in college football betting. Uh, so South Carolina plus seven and a half. And then two random uh, like games you will never want to watch. And we have dogs, and I think they both have a chance to win outright, and they're both about a touchdown. Uh, historic rivalries, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn. Akron Bowling Green, probably not at the top of the list, but uh, Akron has actually played really well in this matchup for like four or five years in a row, and they are getting no credit in this game because they've been terrible. Uh, they are more than a touchdown against Bowling Green right now. I do not think that is the difference between the teams. Uh, I think Akron keeps the game close. Maybe they have a chance to win. And then the last one, uh, the Fighting Dilfers are getting no credit because everybody thinks they definitely stink and that he's a crazy person. And they got Memphis coming to town and Memphis is laying almost a touchdown. And I make the game way less than that. And we'll see what happens. UAB six and a half at home right now against Memphis. If you want to try to wait for sevens, MGM has one, but they're not everywhere. So like, again, try to get the best number. Sevens are really important. I would bet six and a half. Like if it's Saturday morning and you're listening to this and it's only six and a half, I would still bet it. But if you can get the seven on UAB, obviously that's really good too. So to recap, Ohio State if it gets to three, but like that's not going to happen. Uh, Michigan State, Duke, 
Indiana, USC, UCF, Arkansas, Alabama, Auburn, the SEC three teams to start with A, and uh, South Carolina in the major conferences. And then we'll take Akron and UAB in the uh, in the, the mid-majors. A couple, uh, couple really stinky dogs there, but I think we're going to be pretty good this week, Nick. And that is the uh, the full locomotive, the full Lochmas card coming up for week eight in college football. Uh, game five of the ALCS currently underway. Alex Bregman is at a homer and like the Astros are up one nothing, and it's just like... This is very depressing. I just, I see money. And it's like uh, when Thanos snaps his fingers in uh, Infinity yeah. War or whatever Marvel movie that is, and everything just starts disappearing. The, the money's the money's disappearing right now. No, no, no good here. Hopefully Texas can come back and win this game because I don't think they're going to Houston and winning two if they're down 3-2 in the series. Just a thought, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll keep you updated on what's going on in that game. Also, uh, Alex, who reported this? I'm guessing it's Schefter or Rappaport, but we have a report right now that Brian Hoyer will start for the Raiders on Sunday, not uh, the leader of hashtag the squad. Diana Rossini of The Athletic reporting this that Brian Hoyer will start for the Raiders against the Bears which I think which I think makes sense like early in the season I think the Raiders were rolling the dice a little bit with AOC it's like maybe he's good maybe they thought they, they were going to be bad and weren't going to win a lot of games now they have a chance to go over 500 and I think they'll go with the steadier option here so I think this makes a lot of sense Hoyer will start for the Raiders so it's Hoyer it's Bajent it's the NFL on CBS, uh, Raiders at Bears. Any movements in the market, Ken, here with the Raiders and Bears? And then maybe I'll give you some narrative bets for this weekend in college football. So we know this went down to uh, Raiders minus two and a half from Raiders minus three when Garoppolo was declared out. Those two and a halves have started to get bet in some places. So like bullishness that it's Hoyer and not O'Connell. Um, you know, some people may be thinking that gives the Raiders a better chance to win in the game. So the two and a halves, a lot of them are juice minus 20 or more. Uh, and the over actually got bet in a couple places from 37 up to 37 and a half. So again, you don't want to necessarily say like, this is a direct result of this news, but like you see the board, you see this game light up everywhere. It's probably a direct result of the news. Um, I think it makes sense. Like, I'm not saying Brian Hoyer is great, but we watched that Chargers game with O'Connell and it's like it's like DTR with the Browns, like just no, and you can't score if he's the quarterback. Now at least maybe you have a chance to score with Brian Hoyer. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Watson, uh, Deshaun Watson, I should probably say his full name. Deshaun Watson gets a couple limited practices in this weekend. It looks like there's bullishness that he's going to play listed as questionable on the injury report. We'll give our bets and like full thoughts coming up in the power right. hour, but we do have a, 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 like a pretty big move here on the point spread, right? Of the Browns and the Colts coming up in Indianapolis on Sunday. Yeah, so this happened around uh, like 1, 2 o'clock this afternoon, something like that. I got a note from somebody like, hey, it looks like Browns are about to go to three and a half. Like, I, and they, it was framed as, looks like this is about to happen. Do you think Watson's playing? And I go, well, I kind of thought he was playing yesterday. So I don't know if like something happened today or whatever. Now we get this report, maybe just more and more likely he's going to play. And look, like if he's going to play, I, I said this at the start of the week, not that like I'm a genius, just like I think it's really intuitive. They were just rated so well the first couple of weeks when he was playing. Like, the number's going to hold three when he's back to play. And they got the best defense, like, of all time. And they were rated really well the first couple of weeks before the DTR game. So I think it just kind of makes sense that, like, three would eventually become three and a half once he got closer and closer to playing. That didn't make me want to bet anything in the game. I just think that's where the line was going to go. And that's what's happening right now. Like, literally three and a half one tens on a lot of, uh, in a lot of sports books on this game. The total is holding 40 and a half 41. Uh, I guess we could, we'll do Feliz Naritov, but, or not. Maybe we'll hopefully we'll get it in at some point in the show because I feel like it'll be pretty good this week. But we don't have a lot of time left in the segment. Can anything else stand out on the board right now in the NFL? Like we're still waiting. Like we don't know if Daniel Jones is going to play. We assume not. Right. He's listed as questionable on the injury report. Anything else noteworthy here? And again, we'll do this in full, like our bets, et cetera, in the final yeah. hour of the show. 
I just, uh, I mean, that that was a, a market that I had circled. Just, you know, the, the commanders didn't, we thought they were just going to go to three and hang out there because this Giants offensive line injury report, the Jones injury report was so bad. And it hasn't really worked that way. Like we're still between two and a half and three. You can get a relatively inexpensive two and a half still on the commanders if you want it against the Giants. So maybe that's just where we live. Um, the total still very, very low in the game. 37 and a half. We'll obviously have a big weather report on Sunday as usual for a bunch of these games. Uh, and then the other game that stands out is this Lions-Ravens game, which we've talked about a ton and we'll keep talking about for the rest of the show seems more likely than not that the game will come off three and the lions have taken enough money that all the threes on the board right now are juiced either minus 115 minus 20 or more so it looks like we might be dealing with ravens two and a half here pretty soon two and a half on the other side prop bets coming up for week seven in the nfl with our stadium teammate from live on the line brad evans joins nick and ken right after this We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. wins defensive player of the year ed he's winning rookie of the year and the way he blocks shots in the lane i'm just gonna throw out chet holmgren 40 to 1 defensive player of the year um wow. we'll see this is not your father's nba uh for for us older guys like like you know patrick ewing david robinson shaquille o'neal um you know that th that era of players the admiral and 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 everything like we're not playing against those guys anymore. We're not going against Benoit Benjamin and Mark Eaton and, you know, Kevin Duckworth. We're going against these, you know, kind of thinner mobile players. So if Chet can hold his own against like a Valanchunas, for example, again, in, in Memphis mm -hmm. um, or New Orleans, you know, like he, uh, he has 
the ability to block four shots a game, I think. I really do. Uh, maybe not four, but like getting up there. So I'm going to throw that out as a long shot, and we'll see what happens. I also like Evan Mobley from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's put on some more muscle, and he got some defensive player of the year first place votes last year. So I really like him. It's nice to have Jared Allen alongside him. Anthony Davis, I think, is the best defensive player in the NBA. I do worry about his longevity. He seems to get injured every year, and I worry about, you know, his lack of urgency, let's call it, like, you know, playing all those games at a high level. So I'm just going to stay away from them. I got another long shot for you. And you want to, you, you know, you're, you're thinking my Oklahoma stuff is crazy. How about Ben Simmons, defensive player of the year? He led the league in steals once. He's 50 to 1 on MGM. Huh. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Cat alone. with the call on CBS. Uh, Jalen Waddle, not been the best season thus far for Jalen Waddle, but you feel like he's percolating, right? You feel like a, like a couple big games are on the way. He's too good, and this Dolphins offense is too good for Jalen Waddle not to have a couple huge games coming up possibly this Sunday night on the road in Philadelphia against the Eagles. Our good friend and our stadium teammate, Brad Evans, is going to join us in just a second. We'll talk the Dolphins and the Eagles and more with Brad. We want to remind our live audience that 20 minutes from now, our good friend P.J. Glasser will stop by from the BetQL Network, college football and NFL bets for the weekend, and we're 40 minutes away from the final hour of the show. That is the Power Hour. We'll feature all our thoughts and bets for Week 7 in the NFL, our hockey bets for tonight, bets of steel, and Major League Baseball thoughts for the weekend as well. Well, but as promised, joining us right now on video, and it's awesome to have him on video as we get to feel and see the energy from our good friend, our stadium teammate. And you watch Brad weekdays here on Stadium at noon Eastern, the awesome sports betting television show live on the line. 
Uh, Brad is on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. His podcast is the Fade 5 Podcast. Be sure to check it out wherever you find your podcast. Brad supports us, comes on the show all, all the time. Support Brad and check him out in his various endeavors, including, again, on Stadium Weekdays with Live on the Line at noon Eastern time. My friend, welcome back to the show. Happy Week 7 in the National Football League. Hola, amigo. Hola, amigos! I uh, just got in from uh, the Windy City. I had a glorious night. Uh, it was a very profitable night on Thursday. I actually had offense for once in primetime football. I went 2-0 and in college football. I even hit a little two-leg action and on the diamond. We're running on a heater, boys! And the tequila, as a result, uh, dare I say, was flowing last night. It was uh, quite the celebratory evening, so hopefully we're going to carry that over end of the weekend on the college and the senior circuit gridirons. And Brad, we'll do uh we'll do Dolphins Eagles in a second. We played that Jalen Waddle play, but uh yeah. you're an Illini guy. Wisconsin, very, very small number, no backup quarterback, Mordecai's hurt and everything. It, you think you think they can actually they gotta win the game to cover the number basically? You think they can do that? Uh, no, I actually think Illinois is entirely motivated <laughs> for this game, quite frankly. And look, and I'm, I'm going to try to speak as objectively as I can about this. Uh, being in University Illinois grad, I only live like 10 minutes away from Memorial Stadium. I'm not going to be at the game. I got some family activities, but I'm going to be glued to it, at least on the uh, dial and listening to the game uh, from start to finish. But the reason why Illinois, I think, is going to have a leg up in this game is Jim Leonard. If you're not familiar with Jim Leonard, he was a coach for a handful of games last season at the University of Wisconsin, uh, was working behind the scenes and really angling uh, with the decision makers at that fine institution. He wanted the head coaching job when the season ended and uh, said they went the fickle route and Illinois brought him in as a consultant. He has been working tirelessly, probably in a deep, dark cave somewhere uh, for several weeks, motivated to exact his revenge and obviously, Brett Bielema's got connections with Wisconsin. Uh, had a nice little uh, game up there in Madison just last year. So, I think Illinois is going to go out there and take the victory. I do worry about the offensive line. Uh, but if they can, you know, exact some will defensively, you know, the defensive line's very strong. I know they got some key injuries there. But on the back end, that they show some rigidness, they're going to take this sucker straight up. So, I grabbed Illinois at plus 110, made the John over to the Hoosier State to place that wager since I live within the land of Lincoln's borders. But, yeah, I like the ILL tomorrow. All right, so Brad with a college football bet for us. We love it. Brad, as you called it, let's go to the senior circuit now, and let's start on Sunday Night Football. We can work our way backwards from there. It should be a really entertaining game with the yeah. Dolphins and the Eagles. High total in this game, so I'm sure you'll have a good amount for us here. Like, what's your favorite bet or bets coming up Sunday Night Football in Philly with the Dolphins and the Eagles? Yeah, I just think they over everything. I mean, I, I, whatever's on the board, I'm slapping some $100 bills down on the over. I, I love it. I think this game's going to live up to the hype. I think it's going to be a, you know, a betting bonanza for those that are tailing on the player props market uh, or on the game total in and of itself. Uh, the, the finest wager, like you heard the highlight to lead off this segment, is Jalen Waddle. Uh, he is going to have some happy feet this game and some happy backers as well who's supporting him. Uh, the number I grabbed at 59 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I don't know where it stands currently. I don't know if it's around 16 and a half still or if it's come down or moved up a little bit. But Waddle should play a major factor. I know Darius Slay uh, is slated to return, but he's given up north of 100 plus passer rating uh, to his assignments on the season. And you look at Waddle, a guy that's uh, seen 21.6% of the team target share, uh, but he is number 15 in Yak, and he is uh, number 21 in average separation per snap. 
Uh, it's a real stat that is tracked at playerprofiler.com. Uh, so he is getting that wiggle room and so effective and so trustworthy, of course, with Tua Tagovailoa. And they're just going to be assaulting and aggressive down the field. I know everybody is going to be on Tyree Kill, but that number in the mid to high 90s right now, the yardage and the player props market. I think the value really resides with Waddle in this game. But then again, I'll, get, I'll just take the over. Whatever it is, give me it, and I'll slap some money down on it. Brad, I know a, a game where usually we'd all have that opinion, like usually would want to bet the over in anything. This this Chiefs-Chargers game, right? They usually play, yeah. obviously play a couple times a year, but usually the total's 54. It's like, oh, Mahomes over yards, Herbert over yards. It just hasn't been like that this year. The Chiefs' defense is really good. They've basically gone under every single week, and betters, especially influential betters in the market, have been betting this total down all week. For, open 50, yeah. 47 and a half now in a couple places on the board. So weird, like, oh, Mahomes and Herbert playing. What's everybody doing? Under. Is actually what everybody's doing. Uh, <laughs> any props that you like for uh, for maybe a maybe a high scoring game, maybe not with the Chargers and Chiefs. Yeah, the thing that immediately grabbed my attention uh, when the line opened, and I got it at plus one fifty at BetMGM. What it did it was Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. It's almost unfathomable uh, that you're getting it at that plus one fifty juice. I mean, this is a line every single week, seemingly for him, and obviously get you know narrow that down in the SGP market and say, hey, go to two passing touchdowns, pair with something else, probably still get it plus money. But as a standalone, I think this bet has a realistic chance of cashing. Uh, you look at the Chargers. They have been woeful. They have been dreadful. They have been stupid drunk trying to defend the pass the entire year. They are number 30 EP pass defense. Uh, team giving up over 315 pass yards per game. Uh, two posting signal callers, 8.45 pass yards per attempt. Now, Mahomes has only gone over this prop one time this year, but he is number one as well. And red zone pass attempts. I think they're going to be able to move the ball freely and easily up and down the field. And a pair of uh, signal callers have gone over this against L.A. this season. Now, uh, that be a Tua and Kirk Cousins. So, I love that prop. And a single play bay, uh, payday uh, option on the board right now, I think is realistic and wagering on, is MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Don't you dare uh, you know, quite a try to quiz me on spelling it. Uh, but I will say this, the hyphenated one, it's just 12 and a half receiving yards. All I need is a single catch. Justin Watson's likely going to be out of this game. We know that MVS has that chunk gain, big play ability. That's usually the role of Watson. So I think a lot of those targets are going to shift to MVS. I just need one fairly deep connection and we cash a ticket because the number is only at 12 and a half receiving yards. So really like that. And last but not least, I got more guys in this game. Isaiah Pacheco, uh, my buddy Brandon Funston on Live Line called him Pacheco. And I think it's an appropriate nickname because that guy cashes uh, more so in the receiving yards market than anything else. He's averaging over 11 uh, routes run per game. And you look at L.A., they're giving up nearly 60 receiving yards per game to the running back position. So this is an opportunistic play for Pacheco. Again, could be a single play payday. One catch could be 16 yards. You better, you better hear Nick and Ken on a phenomenal football Friday. Getting bets for week seven in the National Football League with our friend, with our stadium, stadium, 
That's stadium and teammate combined. <laughs> With our stadium teammate, our good friend Brad Evans on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. Check out Brad weekdays on stadium, live on the line. Great sports betting television show, live on the line, featuring our friend Brad Evans. Brad, let's go to the Seahawks-Cardinals game on Sunday in the Pacific yeah. Northwest, where we've got like a couple pieces of injury news like literally coming in um, in the last couple moments here. DK Metcalf, um, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll says Metcalf will be a game-time decision. I got Metcalf in like every fantasy league, and I like the Seahawks in the game. I don't like to hear that about DK Metcalf. And just in case anyone was wondering, Kyler Murray's been ruled out. Like the earliest we'll see Kyler is next Sunday against the Ravens. So Josh Dobbs draws at least one more start for the Cardinals here. Brad, any bets for Seattle hosting Arizona? Yeah, I love Josh Dobbs in the over-rush yards. Uh, he's going to go up the bang if this is indeed his last start. Uh, I mean, he's an aeronautical engineer, for crying out loud. So he's a brainiac, and he's got some active legs and a lot of juice in his running ability. Uh, the rush yards line is only uh, 22 and a half yards went open out on BetMGM. And I had, had to rub my eyes and do a double take and then do a triple take. I cannot believe the line is that low because the books have not really figured out how to appropriately price him on a week-in, week-out basis. He has been over this in four of his last five games, and when he goes over, he crushes the over. The lowest total that he has had on the ground in those four games in which he's gone over, 41 yards. And you look at Seattle, uh, one of the most uh, pressure-happy teams in uh, the National Football League. They're actually number two in total pressures on the season and pressure percentage as well at uh, over 32%. So if, if you exert you, you know, some of that uh, pressure on the pocket, it's going to create some opportunistic potential tuck and runs uh, for one Josh Dobbs. And he's averaging 5.7 rush attempts per game. And again, 31.5 rushing yards per game. So bar none, my favorite bet on the board. And guys, I, I haven't seen a number on this yet. I've been waiting on I was at a car all afternoon. Uh, but uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, do we have a number on receptions or receiving yards yet on him? Uh, I know Casa's going to look that up real quick. Whatever it is, I'm taking the over on both of those. Uh, I think you can really take advantage of Arizona on the slot. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, on we DK. don't. Yeah. yeah, they're waiting on that. But, I, but I, I like that also after we went for 4-48 and 48 last week, so I'm into that as well. Yeah, it could be like a five-catch, six-catch kind of game. It could be north of 60 yards. This could be the finest performance for the rookie yet, especially if Madcap is either dinged up or on the sidelines and street clothes. So pay attention to JSN. Whatever receptions, whatever yards come out at, I'm taking the over. Brad, might have a, a couple of, so we've done a bunch of uh, overs already, guys who are going to like pop and outperform expectation. Some weather games potentially on the board for this week, and oh. one of them is this Bills-Patriots game where might have like a ton of wind, might have precipitation, but just, you know, I know you have a, like a meteorology degree. We always have you play amateur weatherman. Maybe that's a part of the handicap for this game. Total of 40 uh on the board which is again you think of the bills offense like 40 really but that's kind of where we are in the nfl right now with a weather game bills an eight point road favor right now anything you like here yeah you may need a 40 to try to stomach this game maybe oe uh you know a little uh cold 45 that makes a whole lot of sense uh pack a little buzz uh because it's going to be a struggle to watch this game from an offensive side uh could be heavy under uh looking at the weather forecast i checked it out this morning so i haven't got the latest data in front of me but uh putting on my al roker hat for a moment guys a uh, little uh, mild precipitation potentially in this game could be spotty, uh, but be light in general. There's only 30% chance of showers at kick time at the winds. Winds is also, uh, you know, one of the biggest 
um, you know, factors and influences, uh, meteorology speaking, in an NFL game. Sustained wins. If you have no idea what the sustained means, that means steady, consistent wins. 16 to 18 miles an hour expected with gusts up to 28 to 30. Uh, that's not extraordinary. That's not gale force. You know, that's not even uh, really tropical depression level wind, even with the higher gusts. Uh, so, you know, it may deter, may uh, alter some of the kicking action. So you might want to avoid some of the kicking props and field goals made in this game. But in terms of deep ball action, all that stuff should be all systems go. Uh, with that being said, Mac Jones stinks. Uh, so I'm not going to take anything related to New England Patriots in this game. And he's on an extremely short leash. However... I am betting the under, believe it or not, on Stephon Diggs. I grab it at 84 and a half. You know, Bill Belichick, well, he, we know he loves a McRib. We've seen evidence of that here recently in some of the photos that were circulating on social media. And he also loves containing and neutralizing a top option, you know, on offense uh, to the opposition. Diggs is clearly that guy. I mean, he's seeing over 30% of the team target here. He's gone over 100 yards in five of his last six games. Uh, you can go, I can go on and on and on with the advanced analytics. It, they're just off the charts. But only Jalen Waddle went for 80-plus yards through the air against this team. He's going to have a game plan to try to contain him. Uh, could be more of a Gabe Davis game or maybe the tight ends, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, if he's back on the field, maybe James Cook as a receiver, not so much Stephon Diggs. I'm feeling like five, six catches, 60 to 70 yards, nowhere close to the 85B to hit the over. Can we just fingers crossed here for Dalton Kincaid coming up this weekend? I need me some Dalton yeah. Kincaid and some fantasy leagues. Brad, let's close <laughs> with this. About 15 seconds here. Any other bet that you ha we haven't talked about yet in this interview that you love coming up for Sunday, please, in about 15 seconds? Nelson Aguilar, I'll take the over on yards. It's only at 22 and a half. He has done this in four of five games. He's gone 39 minimum in those four or five in which he's gone over. I know it's a light target share, but the ADOT data, the yards per target, way up there. They're top uh, 20 in the National Football League. And slot receivers against uh, Detroit have feasted this year. See Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, even Jaden Reed of the Packers. Achieve the over on this. I believe Aguilar will continue that trend. And Aguilar went over his receiving yards prop in London last Sunday on the first drive of the game. He's their number two receiver, not Beckham or Bateman. Andrews is yep. obviously their best pass catcher, but he's the number two receiver. Brad, we appreciate it. Brad's on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. Check it out here on Stadium, his sports betting television show, Noon Eastern on weekdays. My friend, best of luck with the bet. Stay well. We'll talk to you next Friday. Master Keelan, I-L-L. I'm out, boys. To love it. Good, great job by our guy Brad Evans here on the show. Coming up next, do you hear the glass? It means your bookie's ass. PJ Glasser joins Nick and Ken right after this. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
I'm going to give you four options. And Jenks, you tell me which of my teaser legs is getting the boot, which teaser is kicked out. Uh, so let's okay. start with this. I'm going to go Dolphins plus eight at the Eagles. Feels like the Eagles aren't blowing out teams anymore. I'm not going to overreact too much to them losing. But still, if anybody can put points on the board and at least cover in a teaser, feels like the Dolphins can. Uh, next up, I am going to tease a favorite for the first time, I think, this year. I'm going to go Bills minus three at the Patriots. And next up, we're going to go Lions plus nine at the Ravens. This line seems like a trap to me, the fact that the Lions are getting three points. So maybe that is your sabotage factor here. But it just feels like the Lions are a team that at least is not going to get blown out. And then finally, this one's a little tricky. But okay. uh, Chargers plus 11 and a half over the Chiefs. This is normally not a number I would tease at uh, plus five and a half. That's the original number. But it's a divisional game. The Chargers usually play the Chiefs very closely. They're three and one mm -hmm. against the spread in their last four meetings against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are one of those teams that aren't uh, really dominating most of their games. So, Jenks, who's getting kicked out of the teaser? Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Oh, it's Friday night and the feeling's right. Bring it up, Jake. right now on stadium if you want to check out the final hour the power hour of the show 
where we give you all our bets for the NFL this weekend. An analysis side and total of every game, Week 7 NFL Sunday, plus our bets of steel in the National Hockey League and our bets in Major League Baseball. Flip on over uh, in about 15 minutes to twitch.tv backslash betql. Again, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour of the show. We appreciate everyone that's watched us today and all week on Stadium. Watch stadium.com, YouTube TV, Roku, Amazon, Fubo TV, Samsung TV Plus, Tubi, and more. We sincerely appreciate it. Flip on over to twitch.tv backslash betql to check out the final hour, the power hour of the show. And we can't wait for the power hour, the final hour of the show. But before we get to the power hour, the final hour of the show, do you, you, how are your ears working right now, Ken? Because out there in the distance, I hear the glass. And when you hear the glass, it's your bookie's ass. The glass man, PJ Glasser, joins us now here on You Better You Bet. PJ, of course, the host of Send It In, weekdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the BetQL Network, on all our social platforms. And PJ is also the host of Inside the Betting Lines. Oh, Jake, 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 bring the music back up here for the introduction. We need, we need the Stone Cold music. PJ is also the co-host of Inside the Betting Lines, Sundays, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, live from National Harbor in Washington, D.C., a four-hour live betting extravaganza. Bookies across the nation cowering in fear right now. Their ass is on the line because the glass is on you better you bet. PJ, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, how's it going? It's going great, guys. It's good to see you. I I love the intro music. I feel like in a second life, I'd like to be like a middle reliever in the MLB and just hear that glass break. Crowd would go nuts. I mean, what what hitter would want to face that? I don't know. Can I I ask you a question? Can I just – you want to come in like the sixth inning of like a a 3-2 game? You don't want to be a closer? Who the hell wants to be a middle reliever? What is that? Because he wants to play the song. He was just trying to think of a way to play the song. I don't think he wants to pitch the seventh inning. No, yeah, he said middle reliever. He could have said closer. He's a big baseball fan. That's true. Yeah, closer. You're yeah. right. You what, know, what PJ, you also you also have you also have a show where you could where you could play this song and do a and do a bit with it. And you could yeah, coming out of the bullpen to uh, to give out some baseball bets for the day. I'm just saying, you know, like can work this in. If you like the opening so much, well, we like it a lot too. And yeah. uh, I, I was looking at some of the bets that we're going to talk about for for college and pro PJ. And you and I are on a lot of the same stuff. We disagree on one college game, but we're on a lot of the same stuff. And why don't we start with Penn State and Ohio State? I didn't have a bet on this game. I, I found this one really tricky, but it's obviously the game of the weekend. Uh, what do you like here? Ohio State holding is kind of a four and a half, four point favorite in the market with kind of a low total the under getting bet in this game too yeah i think it's going to be an awesome game guys my handicap and really why i'm on penn state in this game is because of the scheduling spot they've had three weeks to prep for this game they had a bye week they played umass and now they get ohio state meanwhile the buckeyes in that same period of time had to play an undefeated maryland team they had to go to west lafayette play purdue which is a place that always gives them trouble when they go there and now obviously have played penn state So Franklin's had three weeks. The team has really had three weeks to look at this game, try and gain an edge offensively, defensively on Ohio State. And I just feel like he's got the team to do it this year, to go into the shoe and get it done. He's got a top three defense, two really good running backs. He's got a pro quarterback in Drew Aller. And obviously Ohio State, really good skill position players, as good a defense as they've probably had in the last like seven, eight years. But it all comes down to McCord at quarterback. It just feels like the perfect storm for Penn State. I think they got the team to do it. They've had time to prepare for the game. So I like them plus four and a half. I'd take a shot with them on the money line as well. I think there's a great shot they win the game. I'm rolling with Penn State this weekend. 
Glassman, what do you have for us in the SEC with Auburn and Ole Miss? You know, this is one of those games, guys. I've watched so many night games at Jordan-Hare, and it's just one of those places it's really difficult to win at night, especially when you're a team like Ole Miss. It's one thing if you're Georgia, you're Bama, you're LSU going in that environment. But when you're old, Ole Miss and you're laying, and this isn't like a two-and-a-half, this is a six-and-a-half, when you're trying to cover a seven-point spread, it's a tough thing to do. I also worry about Ole Miss coming off of a bye week, right? Like in the NFL, you tend to like teams who are coming off a bye going on the road. In college, I'm not so sure, especially with an Ole Miss team. Might be feeling themselves a little bit. Maybe you're looking down the road, games against A&M, game against Georgia this year. I just think it's a good spot for Auburn to muck up the game, keep it ugly. I think they can run the ball on this Ole Miss defense, but it's really just a play on the night game at Jordan-Hare and this being too big of a number. PJ, totally, totally agree with you on that game. I was typing that, like, I'm going to have Auburn for a lot on Saturday. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah, we have two college games left. I disagree with you on one. I agree with you on the other. Let's go, let's, for camaraderie's sake, let's go with the one that I agree with you on. We had Sam Paniotovic on earlier in the show. He likes USC minus seven. We've done my picks already earlier in the show. I like USC minus seven. You want to make it three in a row here on the Trojans? We will. Three for three. I'm with you guys on USC as well. I think a lot of people will like Utah as an underdog. Their defense is excellent this season. But, Ken, as you know, the offense, their yards per play is worse than Iowa offensively. Like, without Cam Rising, they just can't move the football. I know USC's got a bad defense. I just don't think Utah is the kind of team that can take advantage of it. And the start of this game is really everything for Utah. If USC gets up early, 7-0, 14-3, like Utah's just not going to have the ability to come back in this game. Plus, you got to remember, Utah beat them twice last year. Utah beat them in the Pac-12 championship. USC could have gone to the college football playoff. I'm sure they're thinking about revenge. Obviously looking for a bounce back off of the Notre Dame law. So USC's defense is kind of slowly getting better each and every week. They really weren't bad last week against the Irish. It was all about Caleb Williams and the turnovers. So I think their defense plays pretty well. And offensively at home, I think they can score some points. So I like USC minus seven. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday. Getting college football and NFL bets for the weekend with our guy, the glass man, PJ Glasser. He's on Twitter at PJ Glasser 9. Check him out weekdays here on the BetQL Network with Send It In at 1 o'clock Eastern time and on NFL Sundays inside the betting lines, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. Peach, one more college game and then we'll turn our attention to the pros. What do you have for us here in the ACC with Florida State and Duke? Guys, I'm going to lay the big number with with Florida State, minus 14 and a half. I really like the job that Duke has done. Mike Elko is an awesome coach. He's going to be a, probably a big-time head coach at one of these schools in the next couple of years. But Riley Leonard's probably not going to play for Duke, and that's a huge deal because of what he means for their offense. Their backup quarterback against NC State last week only completed four passes. They only attempted 12. And, like, maybe that's the game plan coming into this game, right? You lean on that great defense that you have. You try and force Jordan Travis into some turnovers. But Florida State, it just kind of feels like they've been sleepwalking ever since the Clemson game. Like, they have some nice moments, but there's so much talent, and it kind of feels like they're bored almost. I think this game, because Duke's undefeated in ACC play, this is a huge game. I think you're going to get Florida State's best effort. I think their defensive line without Leonard is just going to be too much for Duke to deal with. If Florida State scores like 28, 31 points in this game, I don't really know how Duke is able to get to like 17. I think Duke team total under is also a good look in this game, but I would lay it with the Seminoles tomorrow. 
PJ, we can do NFL for a couple minutes. Got like three, four minutes left. So maybe like 30, 45 seconds. I mean, you got, it's one of the best things about having you on. You, you bet. And you've got like 10 bets that you want to talk about, which is awesome. Uh, way better than the alternative. So the Saints lose last night, which means Falcons, Bucks, like really high leverage for the NFC South, maybe at the end of the year, which is like insane to think about, but whatever. Bucks laying two and a half, the total very low 37. What about this game? Favorite bet of the weekend, and the numbers telling you everything. One of those spots where you just bet the numbers and not the teams. Last week, guys, you think about some of these games that were flipping between two and a half and three. We saw that with Bengals Seahawks. We saw that with Bears and Vikings. Those games were kind of flip-flopping the number. Commanders Falcons was that one game that stayed two and a half the entire week and we saw the Commanders win it outright. You're kind of seeing the same thing this week. Some of these games, Raven-Lions open two and a half. It's gone to three. Uh, Commanders-Giants is now up to three. Browns-Colts, obviously, with the Watson news. Falcons-Bucks has stayed two and a half the entire week. I don't think we're going to get a three. So I think the line's telling you everything here. I think the Falcons bounce back. I think Desmond Ritter finally wins a road game in the NFL. I like Atlanta this week. A PJ Lightning round here. Give us 20 seconds on the Ravens and the Lions. Lamar Jackson, 15-1 and one in his career as a starter against the NFC. I think the reason being these teams see him once every four years. You can watch him on film. You can try and account for him and practice in the walkthrough until you face him in person. I just think it's, it's, it's different than what you expect. So I like the Ravens at home this week and with the win 15 20 mile per hour wins i think that plays in their hands in the running game give us 15 to 20 seconds on the chargers and the chiefs at arrowhead always close games the chargers as we know love playing one score games i think this is going to be another field goal type game i like the chargers to keep it close so i take them plus five and a half all right peach on the chargers getting getting the points on the road at arrowhead and peach let's close here sunday night football one of the games of the week in the national football league the eagles laying two and a half at home against the miami dolphins guys gonna be another great game i like the eagles though i think they really have a big advantage on the line of scrimmage i think their old line will be able to keep the dolphins offense on the sideline they'll be able to run the football and then the bills showed us you get after two in that offense with four, you can wreck some havoc. I think the Eagles do that. I like Philadelphia. Anything under three, like minus two and a half. PJ has given us a ton of bets for both college football and the National Football League. And as a result, the bookies, they are cowering right now. And if there was a noise that could exemplify how the bookies are feeling at this very moment in time, it would be this. You've heard the glass, and now it's your bookie's ass. The glass man joining us here on You Better You Bet. On Twitter at PJGlasser9, send it in weekdays, 1 o'clock Eastern here on all the Becky Wall Network social platforms. And inside, Jake, don't you dare bring this music down. Inside the betting lines, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Sundays. Glass man, we appreciate it. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. You guys as well. Great seeing you. Oh, the glass man here with us on You Better You That's Bet. There's a ton like of bets. PJ comes on, he got like 15 games. It's great. I'm kind of upset that we're not playing the like the Austin music to break here. That's okay. Take two beers, smash them together. Sure, Stadium would love that. Awesome. Maybe not for another hour. And by the way, for everyone watching us on Stadium right now, we're not going to be on Stadium for like after like the next like ten seconds. Twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour of the show, which features all our NFL bets coming up on Sunday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.